0: Good evening, sports world. What is good? Chris Dell here, your host of the Family Feud Sports Podcast, welcoming you to our College Football Insider Weekly Edition, sitting here with my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Allen Dell, former NCAA insider, and jumping in to news, notes, rankings, Heisman talk, etc., from the week that was last weekend and mostly looking into week four of the college football season without further ado we're going to jump into some rankings talk here Mr. Allendale a man who is no longer on the Willie Taggart bandwagon Mr. Allendale what can you make of this upcoming weekend in college football some good matchups on the horizon but most importantly what is your top four for the upcoming college football playoffs going into this weekend?
1: Well, first a note on Willie Taggart. Uh, things obviously are not looking good. I don't understand what he did this week. He actually read a statement. Hell which no. seemed so awkward that he was uncomfortable. It made me th- wonder if he was forced to do that. He read a statement asking the fans to be patient. That That's not Willie. He has a good personality. He doesn't need to read a statement. If he's got something to say, he should say it. So it makes me wonder that he's getting a lot of pressure from the administration. And maybe the people
0: who hired him are a little bit scared yeah, of the fans Yeah, well, right it,
1: it's possible. I mean, FSU fans are unrealistic. Some of them are, are downright ornery. They, You know, they, to, to call for the firing of somebody after three games, I don't care how, how bad they looked. Uh, all the people that know, the people that follow the program, uh, they talk about the offensive line and the shambles that it's in, and Jimbo Fisher left that program a mess. Uh, still, Willie has to do a job at three games. This reminds me – of his first year at USF, they won two games, but that was different. That was USF. Expectations weren't. USF, red.
0: flip the first two letters around. This ain't USF. This is FSU. Yeah. Obviously, the 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 week one opening loss of Virginia Tech, you could say, oh, it's excusable. You're playing against a ranked team in your conference. Okay, then next week... Almost lost to Samford, a school Mm. that many people don't even know if it's a a D1 program or not. And then just not just losing to Syracuse on the road, but getting absolutely demolished 30 to 7. If you look at the Virginia Tech and Syracuse games, they've lost those two games by a combined score of 54 to 10. Absolutely no offense for a coach that was heralded for his offensive genius and wizardry so to speak, coming into the season. his
1: last year at USF, he was averaging close to 50 points a game. So for FSU fans, he couldn't have gotten that dumb that quick. So he had a lot more talent at USF. And he had a heck of a lot of talent, including a great quarterback at Oregon last year, Justin Herbert, who will likely be the number one quarterback picked in the NFL draft. Now,
0: we're just going to jump into our rankings here real quick, but actually talk about some talented football teams. But let me ask you this, one and two – what happens if Florida State loses to nIU this weekend I don't
1: know i mean he'll have the you can't fire the guy Are, can you not Are you sure you could fire him at the end of season one uh but I could was, it get
0: just that bad
1: you know it depends how they play yeah northern illinois they're they're one and two they're you know, non-power conference teams, so they should win, but who knows? And
0: after this game, you better hope they win this game and go back to 2-2 two and two because you got a, a decent stretch of four, four or five games at Louisville, at Miami, against Wake Forest at home, and then against Clemson at home, the number three yeah. team in the country. Things don't get easier. Two weeks after the Clemson game, they're at Notre Dame. Then they play Boston College and then close Boston it out. Boston undefeated. Yeah, they're, they're in the top 25 now, and then they go against the Gators. So uh, it's it's not getting any easier no, for, no. for Willie Taggart in the Florida State I'll Seminoles. I'm tell you right
1: now, I think Taggart, he's going to win about four games maybe. Hopefully he'll win four. If they want to fire him, that's up to them. Uh, personally, I know the guy. I've known him for a long time. I think he should have stayed at Oregon. He would have won 10 games this year. He would have had the top quarterback in the draft. That team fit him perfectly. But I don't know, he had to, he has this obsession, love for Florida State. But obviously, it's it's not reciprocal.
0: Maybe we have to bring uh, Willie Taggart on as a guest to the Family Feud Sports Podcast here in our weekly NCAA Insider Edition. Obviously, Willie Taggart here, a Bradenton native in Florida, where we record our podcast from here in sunny southwest Florida. You've covered him a lot throughout the, throughout the years, especially when he was at USF when you covered the University of South yeah. Florida Bulls. So Willie's come a long way. I, I always say fast times at Willie High because Will, Willie moves on fast to the next opportunity. He left Oregon quick. He left USF quick. Yeah. And you could argue he could have stayed at both schools a little bit longer and actually built up something real. But uh, obviously, hey, I'm, I'm not going to hate against a guy who's opportunistic. So talking about opportunity – and the opportunity to play in the new college football playoff system the top four this year and we look at our rankings this week not much has changed in the ap top 25 or the coaches poll we have the same four teams alabama georgia clemson ohio state uh the only difference is between those two polls is that georgia is two clemson is three in the ap poll clemson is two georgia is three in the coaches poll uh Oklahoma LSU Stanford and Notre Dame are the next four teams and then uh, a few other teams rounding out the top 10 you got Penn State still 3-0 and you got Virginia Tech 2-0 and Auburn's there um you know you got you got some other good teams on the horizon that still have a chance chance to compete for that at the end of the year but let, let me get into what, what is the Godfathers top four going into week four of the college football season well, I, I've got Alabama
1: tough choice there Alabama Clemson Oklahoma and Georgia. I, I, I was disappointed. Ohio said I was disappointed in their offense. I've seen this before. Maybe their offense will be better when uh, Urban Meyer. Now that he's back in charge on, being ga- on the field, game day. But I, I really, their defense won that game. So.
0: so you say, despite the big win, you're actually knocking them down.
1: Well, scored. The defense scored 14 points in a 40 to 28 win. So.
0: Okay, take so, so I out, I, outscored I, I mean, get... on offense by TCU. TCU dropping into 17 in, in both polls. Yeah,
1: well, some of these polls are stupid. The coaches it ought to be called the "I take care of my friends" poll. You
0: know? <laughs> AP, our, our our former colleagues here in the in the sports media world, uh, comprising votes for the AP Top 25 Associated Press poll. Yeah. But okay, so, so your rankings are, are pretty pretty solid, or, or not too far from. From, not too far from the average of the general consensus yeah. here. Why Oklahoma? You, you think they're, like they're being underrated at yeah, number five? Yeah,
1: be a little over. I like their quarterback. They beat Iowa State. That's a good team, 37-27. I mean, they have a joke of a game. Why they're playing Army, I have absolutely no idea. I guess does the United States military academy need money? Or Are taxes that bad? So, I mean, usually teams – Go to get slaughtered so they can pick up money. So I'm asking you, why is West Point, the military academy, going to Oklahoma, to get slaughtered and what to make money? Don't we have enough money? Uh, so raise the taxes. They don't need to go there and get beat up. And who knows, maybe lose a couple of players. Army can have a decent season if they, you know, play. Little,
0: okay. So know. so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off, off of what you're talking about with schedules and we and we talked about Alabama is just a, extremely pamper soft schedule to say the least this year and almost every year until they get into conference play. And yeah, you know, they get it done in the playoffs, right? They, they beat, they beat those, but th- they're so rested and, and healthy and, and not challenged during the regular season that, that what does that really say for a supposedly supposed to be fair, competitive landscape in college football? I, I based ever since I was a little kid and I used to scribble down my rankings for NFL teams, NBA teams, college football teams in school I always base it off schedule. Who who have you beaten? Yeah. Who have you beaten? Who have you not beaten? Right? Alabama has not beaten anybody. Yeah. All right. They they got a chance this weekend to beat Texas A and M, which will be their first ranked team on their schedule. Okay. Texas A and M,
1: they won't be ranked anymore after they lose. No, they,
0: they won't. But maybe they should be because the only two losses would be the two of the best teams in the country. But look at the rankings right now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you say this is a little crazy. To me, it's not crazy at all. It's just how. The rankings should be made and voted on every week. I'm going to put the LSU Tigers at number one in my rankings because they've beaten two top ten teams. I know Miami's not as high as ranked as they were entering the season, but LSU opening win 33-17 dominated Miami, who was ranked number eight in week one. Last week beating Auburn, who was ranked number seven. Two top ten wins in three weeks. For the LSU Tigers, your boy Ed Orgeron, they deserve to be at least in the top four. Still not getting respect at number six in both polls. They jumped up a lot, but come on, you got to reward teams for beating other good teams or what the hell is the point of having these rankings? I'll put Ohio State number two because of their win over TCU. I don't care if you get it done with defensive scoring or offense scoring. The fact is they won the game by multiple scores. Uh, and then at number three and four, I'm going to put Clemson and Georgia because Clemson had the impressive win over Texas A&M. Georgia is is right there building off their championship run last season. And then at five and six, I'm going to put Alabama and Oklahoma because these are two teams that are most likely going to get in. But they have such soft schedules. They, they have not played anybody yet in this college football season. I'm not going to give them That love in my votes in order to be ranked in the top four or five because they don't deserve it, in my opinion. And then, right, if you know, we're talking about a future college football playoff landscape where we got eight teams in the playoffs, how about other teams like Stanford sitting there at three and oh, how about Notre Dame three and oh, how about Penn State even at three and oh? These are other teams that deserve some consideration, and then you got other teams like Virginia Tech, West Virginia that still have a chance to, ma- to make a postseason push. So I-, I got LSU. I think they're the most impressive team in the yeah. country so far. And I know people are going to think that's a crazy pick, but well, they- they've-, they've actually done it on the field. Yeah.
1: The problem with LSU is their schedule. They- they have, you know, they-, they still have to play Florida. Okay, they're, they're not very good this year, but that's going to be a tough game. They have to play Georgia and they have to play Alabama.
0: Look, uh, I mean, look—they—they they play Louisiana. And Mississippi
1: State is currently undefeated, right? So, that's-
0: so they play Louisiana Tech this weekend, right? Easy win, okay. Talking about at least they, at least they—they've sandwiched in some tough games amongst their cupcake games to open up the season. Then they play Mississippi, and like you said, at Florida the next two weeks after this. Uh, then they got the Murderers' Row—they're at—they're at home against Georgia, at home against Mississippi State, at home against Alabama. Okay, so those three games in a row right there, if they can come out of those three with a 2-1-1 record, then they, they should still be right amongst the top they get, four they get a bye playoff week. teams. By
1: the way, they get a bye week before the Alabama game. So that yeah,
0: be. so then we'll see if that helps them or not. But that, that's a that's a tough yeah, I, slate. If they come out of that game with only only one loss in the season, they should absolutely still be in the top four.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think Nick Saban should be embarrassed at his schedule. I mean, he's got the most talent. Every game he goes into, he has more talent than the other team and, Go play somebody. Do a, home and, a <clears throat> home and away against a good team. Clemson did it Yeah. against AM. So. and yeah, a- But he a- doesn't want to do it. Huh? He doesn't like to take chances. And, by the way, he got a chance to win another title last year because of the playoff system. Bear Bryant never got a second chance. When he lost during the regular season, it was over. So, keep that in mind. All the people that think Nick Saban's the greatest coach that ever lived. I, he has the most talent. And why does he have the most talent? Well, that's a whole other story.
0: Well, how about how about taking it to some? Uh, Excuse us for the Homer talk here. UCF Golden Knights, defending national champions yeah. with an asterisk on that, of course. The only
1: undefeated national championship, It's still don't...
0: undefeated, two and zero.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's going to go pretty quick. They could lose.
0: Well, they, they they play your your boy Lane Kiffin's Florida Atlantic Owls this weekend. Should get another win. Go up to three and zero. Miami sitting at twenty one. USF with a with a few more votes, still not cracking the top twenty five. My USF bull my alma mater I'm not a big charlie strong fan but i'm a big blake barnett fan former number one rated quarterback coming out of his class five-star recruit yeah. started at alabama over jalen hurts for, for one quarter yeah and then hurts got in but hey blake barnett's he he's, he's uh he's playing well for the usf bulls right now
1: yeah he definitely uh, you know, is.
0: usf getting votes in, in both the ap and top and uh, coaches poll for the top 25 i think maybe with a win over east carolina this weekend maybe they'll Get in there
1: well now if you look at their next four games they should be a solid favorite in their next four games that's so uh,
0: yeah, we all we all know how that goes with usf being favorite games in the past but hey you know not that many ex- not not much expectations coming in the season for the university yeah. of south florida bulls but they've, they've got talent they've got some really good skill players McCants at, at wide receiver is is a beast And uh, you know, I I really, I really like the the potential that they're showing, and their defense has been pretty solid. Obviously, with wins over what Illinois over Lovey Smith this past weekend, and then against Georgia State in week two, so they're they're beating the power schools, even though these might not be the the most powerful of power schools out there. Um, But talking about rankings and and everything like that, we talked about. There's only one ranked game, uh, only one game between two ranked teams this weekend. Or sorry, two games. Between ranked teams, and let's talk about are these two your biggest games of the week? Texas A&M at Alabama, obviously a huge game, and then number seven Stanford at number twenty Oregon. I think the
1: Stanford Oregon game is great. Great if you're a college football fan, you get to see uh, Justin Herbert, the Oregon Oregon quarterback, the man that 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 Willie Taggart played a big role in developing. Who right now. Is expected to be the number one quarterback taken in the draft, and he's he's talented. He's tall. He's got a good arm. He's he's pretty mobile. <sighs> Willie, you
0: should have stayed at
1: Oregon. That's
0: another story. <laughs> yeah, he's, his boy Royce Freeman was a was a high uh, draft pick for the Broncos this year. He's had a good good start to the season there in Denver as well. Uh, what about so Stanford Oregon? A lot of points we oh, can yeah. expect in that game. I mean, that's what I love to see. I'm going to be very interested in this game as well because it's two ranked teams. With college football playoff aspirations, and they're both undefeated, and and this is uh, you can't get that much better than this going into week four of the season right now, with a lot on the line for both of these teams. Because if Oregon loses, they might fall out of the rankings. Yeah, they completely. haven't played anybody, so yeah, so but o- o- Oregon and Stanford definitely a game I'm circling, and in Texas A and M at Alabama. You think any chance the Aggies can uh, can pull off an upset here? They almost wow. did it against Clemson, right? Jimbo Fisher time. is
1: pretty good, but I I don't I think I think uh, Alabama's head and shoulders against every team. It's it's bigger than Golden State and the rest of the NBA.
0: Oh, I I agree with you now because of Tua, because of their quarterback. He he's, he's takes them to yeah. another level. If, if Jalen Hurts was still starting at quarterback, I, I would think they could be upset by a team by an upstart team like Texas A and M. But what Tua is Tua the front runner for your Heisman? Well, I
1: don't know. It's too early. You know, every quarterback has a bad day. Everyone's due for a bad day, but I don't know if he's number 1 for Heisman. He's, he's got to walk through it, okay? We'll
0: we'll we'll get into the Heisman, your Heisman leaders in a second. The other two games that I had on my schedule looking at that I might be a little bit interested in is number 2 Georgia at Missouri. Missouri not ranked, but they're 3 and 0. So you got another another matchup right there between ranked teams. What if Missouri beats Georgia at home, goes to 4 and 0? They're you're going to see them jump very hot from where they are right now, which is not inside the top 25. And then another game I like is, is, is our boy Herm Edwards uh, playing at number 10 Washington and a potential for another upset win after beating Michigan State last weekend. So I like those games right there in addition to the ranked ones. And then how about another one? Number fourteen Mississippi State at Kentucky. Good game. Kentucky Under- Wildcats are three and zero too. Then Nick- a couple, unranked three and zero teams that could pull off big wins this weekend.
1: Nick Fitzgerald, the Mississippi State quarterback, is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Uh, that's a really good game. It's good if you're if you're a college football fan. It's good to watch. In Missouri, Drew Locke is, is considered right now a number two quarterback for the draft. The Missouri quarterback. So keep your eye out on him. Uh, Eleven TDs, one interception.
0: Yeah, so you talk about last week, I think you mentioned on your Heisman race leaders, Will Greer, quarterback yeah. from West Virginia. Let's, let's, assume well, let's, he's still, let's assume he's still in your top yeah, Heisman I've race leaders. Who else you got in there with Well, he him?
1: got rained out. Like, I, like, I told totally got Justin Herbert, Will Greer.
0: Yeah, two two is in there. Top, he's got yeah, to be in the consideration. Right?
1: I'm gonna throw Drew Locke in there, Missouri quarterback. So far, I mean, look at his stats: uh, 11 TDs, one interception. He's completed 69% of his passes, 9.4 yards in an t- attempt. Uh, don't forget about him.
0: Uh, we talk about in the go- running
1: back. Well, the guy from uh, Wisconsin, but uh, running backs are not really uh, in the r- running right
0: now. Well, Bryce Love was considered a Heisman well, front runner. He yeah, so he's yeah. he's coming back. But
1: Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, uh five hundred and eighteen yards. I believe that leads the country not in yards or attempt, but he leads the country in yardage. So
0: yeah, well well Bryce Love as as I mentioned, he was considered one of the front runners for the Heisman coming into the season. He was a top finisher last year. He's he's had a slow start to the year, a little bit banged up, but Going up in that matchup, like you said, you're the godfathers game of the week in week four. Stanford at Oregon, Bryce Love, potential 200-plus yard game and a high-scoring affair. I think that's, that could be a real shootout in that game right there. And uh, let, let's, let's go from talking about some really good players and people in college football to some of the bottom of the barrel, your, your biggest bum
1: well, my, of my, the week.
0: No problem, bum of the week,
1: Michael Robinson. Now, maybe you haven't heard of him. He is the father of the UCLA quarterback, Dorian Thompson Roberts, Robinson, and Michael Robinson, the dad, sent out a whole bunch of tweets, blogs just ripping Chip Kelly to pieces, doesn't know how to coach. I mean, how dumb can you be? Your son's a freshman. He He's struggling, and you sent, send tweets out ripping a coach, overpaid, was fortunate at Oregon. The guy's more absolute moron. He must be a LeVar Ball follower. So. I mean, it's – I don't know how the kid – kid feel must feel terrible if he has any sense. I mean, you don't do that. You don't rip your son's coats, especially when your son is a freshman.
0: Yeah, that's so, a little yeah, – you might put his kid in the doghouse over there with, I with mean, the I mean, to, to
1: Chip Kelly's credit, he just said, well, everybody has a right to their own opinion,
0: well. I don't think he's going to worry about what a father says. Well, the LeVar ball effect is real. Your dad's lashing out on Twitter now.
1: We haven't heard from him in a
0: long time. They got LeBron in town now. That's why. Uh, LeBron's uh, keeping LeVar in check right now. Everything LeVar has touched has got disintegrated. (laughs) Hey, because the the big baller brand water is a is a, is a hot pick right there. But a, let's talk about your hot seat. My,
1: my hot seat is so crowded. Willie, Willie's got a spot in there, but he, he can't have it all to himself. How about Willie's,
0: Willie's first on the throne, I think. But who well, else he got about, in how there? How about
1: Chris Ash, the head coach at Rutgers? He lost to Kansas fifty to fourteen. Let me give you an idea. In the land, coming into this season, the Kansas Jayhawks were three and thirty three. That's pretty bad, I'd say. And he lost 50 to 14. Rutgers is absolutely terrible. I mean, I'm from New Jersey. I've covered that program. They've been basically miserable. They've had a few decent seasons. Greg Giano had had a couple of good years when he had Ray Rice as his running back. He's there. Clay Helton, USC is on. uh, Kevin Sumlin got a little bit of reprieve. Larry Fedora, North Carolina. He's got other problems. I don't know. Lovey Smith. his supporters were saying uh, Illinois looked good, but losing to USF. <laughs> I mean, that was a big – hey, seven, seven Big
0: Ten teams lost
1: last week, so.
0: Okay. All right. So, hey, man, USF's not a bad loss in the schedule this year, at least not so far. We'll, we'll see about that as, as time moves along. So crowded hot seat for you and no more Harbaugh on the hot seat, huh? He's, a, he's taking temporary. a break from that yeah, this there's week. Not or? Enough
1: room. We got so many guys on there right now.
0: Willie's Will, Will Willie's got the throne. He's got the crown and they's let let's, let's see if he actually gets burned off the hot seat. Cause he's definitely number one in my book on there right now. And any bold predictions going into week four, any, any biggest thing you're looking forward to, obviously the Stanford Oregon game and a few other matchups, but, uh, any, any additional insight, final insight here as we wrap up this podcast, um,
1: No, I think we've covered everything. Uh, Stanford, Oregon is is the best to watch. Uh, Can A&M – maybe Jimbo Fisher can get A&M to give him a good game. Watch out. Watch out Notre Dame at at Wake Forest. Could be an upset there. Uh, Don't be so sure about that. Yeah,
0: Notre Dame's sitting pretty uh, undefeated in the top ten, but I think all their wins have been by a touchdown or less. They've been squeaking by opponents there. West
1: Virginia home against Kansas State, that could be an upset. Mississippi – well, we talked about Mississippi State, Kentucky, toss-up game. Um,
0: Don't sleep on Mizor- and, and, Missouri and Georgia, man. That's a big upset game hey, right now, there Jim for Holba a top four is, team. Jim
1: is home against Nebraska. I, I, mean,
0: I, I, saw, I saw that too. It's not a game that I necessarily might be tuned into the whole time, but Scott Frost, get off the schneid. He's not in your hot seat yet, but no. – no, could could put Harbaugh back on the hot seat if, right there. If he
1: there. loses this one, he'll be back on. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's, that's definitely a game between uh, surprising star. You mentioned what the record between all these new coaches this year with, with Taggart, Frost, what one and seven well, altogether. Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly it, yeah. yeah. So
1: they're they're a combined one and seven, zero oh and six. If you just count. The F- Power five schools. Is, is, that, schools I
0: mean, is that a coincidence, or is it just take time for these new coaches to install their new regimes, establish a new culture? I mean, you've covered college football long yeah, enough. What are your thoughts just, just on that? will
1: be fine at UCLA. Scott Frost will be fine. Willie is – he's never stayed long enough. He's turned programs around, but then he left. I think he's going to learn that love is not a two-way street. He has this obsessive love for FSU. I, I haven't figured that one out. I mean, he's a grown man, but – he may he may find out that that love isn't reciprocal as I said before, and he may be gone. I mean, he could be gone at the end of the season.
0: Could be gone I mean, if they lose to Northern Illinois this weekend, man. That's 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 all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I'm saying if they lose, it's gonna be talked about with the with the higher ups in the Florida State Athletic Department and the, and the do, the donors and the boosters and all that good stuff. Let's just put it right there to wrap up this podcast yeah. here.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of those FSU fans, they, they still see Jameis Winston as a victim. So,
0: it's I think it's the people that are putting the money into the program and their money, which is going to Will, into Willie Taggart's pocket, yeah. and they don't want their money being no, burnt to the ground dollars. like that.
1: Yeah, well, give you gotta give him a chance. You gotta give. Them, I say you give it. You gotta give him into a third season. Oof,
0: that's gonna be tough. Especially if you're only winning three, four, he's or five got a games.
1: Weak offensive line. I don't think his quarterback is mobile. He can't play the game that he likes to play. But Justin Herbert wasn't that mobile. But he, uh,
0: Jimbo Fisher sitting back in a recliner, sip, the, sipping he, a margarita while FSU plays. He, I know he's got some tough games on his schedule, but man, I'm sure he's glad to be out of yeah, out of he, Tallahassee he, right now.
1: He can go five and six and six, and he'll be fine this year. He, he doesn't. I don't think he. Needs to win this FSU
0: year. fans are missing Jimbo Fisher right now. That, 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 that's what it seems like overall. Well, that, that's that's going to do it here for the Family Feud Sports Podcast, our NCAA Insider Weekly Edition. That's it for the godfather, Mr. Allen Dell, former NCAA Insider. I'm your host, Chris Dell the mad journalist. We appreciate you tuning in and we will try to be back this weekend with some NFL picks against the spread. We've been, we plan on doing that every week. We haven't gotten to it yet this season, but hoping to put that into our weekly rotation, just as we did last year, picking our games. I already got my games picked. I don't know about you, man. You might have to start uh, making those picks tonight. We can get that out tomorrow. Yeah, Mister we'll All right. Sounds, sounds good, man. We, we appreciate you tuning in. Have a great weekend of college football. Enjoy the game. Sit back. Relax and we'll see you next time. Peace out.
1: How about love? Love, 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 i out. I can dig it. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Pie in the what? Horse.
2: <laughs> Na- Na- fill in the blank. Pie
1: in the what the hell did you say? Just fine, man. Now,
2: pronounce your last name. Britain. Britain.
1: Britain. 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 Just like the country. Yeah, with two T's. <laughs> Britain with two T's. <laughs> Miss Irma, I love you already. I loved you a long time, Steve.
2: Yeah. Steve Harvey. Uh-huh. This the family feudin'. Baby mama drama. Got the family losin'. Smoking how's back, back, back. the front door fuming. I was just a student. Now you look like food, yeah, Hunger got me moving. Starving artists too. I'm just being human. I'm a human being. I might start a movement. Like the quarter two. When my bitch catch me cheating, we go shop for shoes. I'm getting even. I'm getting even more than that. More than that. Yeah. switch pie. I want more than half. Yeah. You say, I want more than that. Hot and ready, like you ordered, you ordered that. By the time you try to leave the nigga, I was already done being with you. You ain't got a fight nigga, pay me a dog. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Uh, Pack up and take a demons with you. Make sure, uh, make sure I'm done dealing with yeah. you. Yeah. Steve Harvey, bitch, the family feud Baby, mama trauma, got the family losing Smoking, backwards, out the front door funeral. How was just a student, now you look like foodie yeah. Hunger got me moving, I was starving too I never bothered, but I could have been on all- Something, this Uncle, because I ain't never asked. What is it that you love about
1: me? you tall, you're bald, you rich, you dress well, you're fun.